You're tuned into the Smoking Section Podcast. I'm your host, your man JT Live. On today's show, man, we got a special guest. I'm going to introduce him in just one second. But as you know, you can tune into our podcast every Thursday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Blog Talk Radio. You can like our show page. You can also catch us on Apple iTunes, Google Music Play, Stitcher Smart Radio. You can follow our Facebook page at The Smoking Section Podcast. And you can also follow me on IG at jsilas20. Man, it's been a long, long week. we got a lot of stuff going on in our society today. And so I hope everybody is uh, practicing social distancing. I hope people are staying home unless you have to actually go out to work or you have to go shopping. Um, big shout out to our uh, essential uh, employees, those doctors, nurses, police officers, firemen, those people that are on the front line. So big shout out to them. But I also want to give a shout out to the people that's working in the grocery stores, the drug stores. Those people still have to come to work, man. And they are often uh, being overlooked. So big shout out to them, man, because they're coming in and they're actually interacting with people. And I'm going I'm to I'm tell some of these stores really straight up. You should have masks for these people. You should have masks for them because they shouldn't just be walking around without masks. Employees, and, and I noticed that uh, at some of the major stores like Myers and um, the, uh, what is it, Costco, they have the big glass up. So some of you smaller stores, man, step up. It ain't going to cost you that much. Get that glass. Protect your cashiers as they're interacting closely with people. Yesterday, man, I was in the Walgreens store. and an old lady standing at the register. She shouldn't be at the register. Older woman, you know she's susceptible, man. The elderly are so. Um, let's protect our people, man. And if you don't have to be outside, do not go outside. But uh, on today's show, man, I got a special guest. I'm proud to have him on our show. And um, he and I embarked, and, and as you know, this is actually the first show where we're talking about smoking because we've been political. We've been talking about all the stuff going on uh, with the coronavirus, so we kind of been inundated with that. But I decided that I want to have uh, this brother on. I've I've known him now, whew, man, going on going on seven years coming up, and so uh, we met at a cigar bar. That was our first interaction, and so I, I'm proud to to bring him on to the show and talk about him. Um, is the owner of Sticks on the Bayou in Lake Charles, Louisiana, and I got to get down there, man, because that spot looks so cool and so laid back. And I see that he has a huge following down there. And so, uh, hey, brother, I'm, 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 I'm going to say it right now. It's my frat brother, K.A. side to the day I die. Yo, goddamn. So, I'm going to bring my man on, none other than John Hawkins Jr., affectionately known as Hawk Noop. What up with you, man? What's happening, baby? What's happening? Hey, let me let me correct that because if the old man here, he might try to put me back in the cut or something. A.K.A. better known as Lil Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. And I, he probably get on. I know he'll get on me, too. Look, look, yeah. look, 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 Jeff. That ain't even right. You, I'm going to get you straight now. <laughs> so, hey, man, I appreciate you being on the show. First, I want to ask, how you doing down there? Are you safe? Is your family safe? What's going on? So, man, everything is cool down here, man. We maintaining. Um, my wife is a school teacher, so, you know, they're working from home. Everything is computer-based now. I had to shut the shop down back on uh, the 16th of March. They made all bars, restaurants uh, close their doors. And um, only thing restaurants can do is uh, pick up and delivery. 
Wow. All bars, all bars have been shut down since the 16th. Wow, man. And I know that has to be tough um, on you. And I, you know, and for all those business owners, and I, I kind of overlooked that as well in the intro, um, that that's, a, you know, how, how is that impacting you so far? Well, it's, it's impacted me, man, but it's, it's impacted my people, you know, because they can't, they can't get what they need to relax. And, you know, it's one of those things where Lake Charles is a really, a really small, we're a, we're a town, we're not even a city. Right. And so when they, when they do decide to police things, they police them well. Right. And so, you know, it's just been a, it's been a hindrance because my people that are so used to being able to come down, sit and relax, have a smoke, have a drink, listen to some good music, chop it up. They can't do that. Right. And, and you know, my following, 80% of my following would rather come to, uh, uh, you know, a B&M store and sit down and relax than to order online. They don't want to order online. Right. They want the experience. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I know that has to, to be a huge effect. I know here in Chicago, is the Chicago area, it's the same way. And you know some of the cigar bars that we frequent um, when you were up here uh, in, in this area. Um, they're all shut down. And so uh, you're forced to almost buy, you know, go to the liquor store and buy cigars. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the one thing that is open here is the liquor store. So um, I know that has to be hard on you, man. But I know you're going to come back strong. Um Without a doubt, I want to ask you uh, because I want to go to the positive. Because you know what, hearing so much stuff on the news about the negative things in regards to this virus, I have yet to hear them say that we are improving. And I hope that we are improving since more people are staying indoors. Because you do have some people out, but more people are staying inside. So I wish the media would report the positives. Since we're going to talk about the positives, I want to talk about you. How did you get into the cigar culture? Okay, so for me, it goes way back. Let's go all the way back to like 2000, 2001. And uh, I started smoking at uh, a good friend of mine, Clarence Williams, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it just it was kind of a, it was a weekend thing to begin with because, you know, I was working. But come the weekend, you know, we'd get up Saturday morning, go have breakfast, go grab a couple of sticks. And shit, we would smoke, you know, two, three on Saturday and hook up on Sunday and smoke again. And, you know, it was like that until about, mm, it's about 2006, 2004, I started working for the Board of Education, Chicago Board of Education. So I started making some money. So, you know, you start making money, you start spending money. So my right. uh, my, my smoking intake kind of increased, like, from 2006 on. Wow. And that's, I mean, so you're talking, you're talking about almost 20 years in the game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a that's a hell of a feat. And, and so, as you go into um, the culture, talk about the cigar culture because I know it's more than just the smoke itself. What is it about the smoke that you love? So, for me, the cigar culture, as far as when I started going to lounges, you know, we're talking about well, fifteen years ago. You no, know, things were. A little different than the fact that it was just super laid back. You know, it was a place right. to come. You know, it was a place to relax, unwind, have a drink, talk shit with your buddies. You know, catch a game on. You know, it was that kind of. You know, that kind of atmosphere. And you know, that's the kind of atmosphere that when I came up with my plan, I was like, I'm gonna keep it the same. Right. You know, the culture itself has definitely changed. 
um, it's become uh, how do you, I, I almost want to say like more commercialized, right? And um, you know, and, and I kind of disagree. To people talking about you know a lot of times you hear people say, well, are people are taking as a fad. Well, you know, some people are smoking just because it's popular. But you know, um, you already know from from history, you know, fads turn into uh, fads turn into permanent things, right? You know, so you, you, I can't be mad at people who are wanting to try something just because it's popular. Yeah. Now, my thing is, if you don't enjoy it, you know, you need to discontinue it and not just do it because it's popular. Right. Right. And I, I think that's a that's a very good point. And I it, it's funny because as I listen to you, I'm thinking back to myself and I first got into the cigar man game back in 1997. I want to say that was my first time really indulging in, in a cigar smoke. And it was based off just seeing, you know, some of the some the, the Scarface and, and some of those people who use the cultural icons that you look at and see that smoke. And, and when I took my first smoke, I was like, man, this is harsh. But then as I began to smoke and smoke and then I remember one time we went to the to the islands and we got some Cubans and I smoked my first Cuban cigar, man, I was done. And I was trying to drive, you know, because I didn't really understand the different uh, aspects of the smokes, the mediums, the harsh, and all those sort of things. So um, then I learned to enjoy it. So since then, it's become it's become a part of the fabric of what I do. Um, I try not to do it as much because I'm older and certain health concerns kind of limit. I put it in moderation for myself, but it's nothing like having a good smoke and a nice drink uh, on on a daily. So. Um, that's cool, man. And so sticks on the bayou. And I, I and you know, man, when I when I heard you was opening this up, I was so excited. Um, it fits you, and the people who know who you are, they know that this fits you perfectly. Talk to me about sticks, man. I, I'm I got to get down there at some point. So well, got to get so there. Check, check this out. So and then, like you said, I just wanted to the, the, the back up for a minute. Man, I got I got pictures from when I was five and six sitting on Big Hawk's lap in the basement. He was smoking cigars. Wow. And to this day, you know, Pop's 82, still smoking cigars. Right, right. You know, right. but uh, moving on, you know, moving on to sticks, man. So down here in Lake Charles, there is um, one of the cigar bars. And there's another cigar bar here that's called the Cigar Club. Right. And just be honest, it's, it's, uh, it's a really nice space but they don't know how to use their space. Okay. And, you know, I actually was going there, and they had really strange bar. I, like, the bar didn't open at 5 o'clock. Right. And then their last call was at 9.30, and then they closed at 10 o'clock. And so I was there. Me and my brother were there on a Thursday night watching the game, watching football. And they called last call at 9.30, and it's the third quarter. It's like the middle of the third quarter. And so, of course, we couldn't finish the game. And so... At that point, I was like, man, something got to give. Right. And so I came up with a plan. I was like, you know, I'm going to do something real small, intimate. You know, we're going to have leather chairs, couches, homemade furniture, fully stocked bar, a nice-sized humidor. And people be like, oh, well, they got a huge humidor. Yeah, if you go in a humidor and you got stuff that's been sitting there for years untouched. Everything in my humidor moves, and I only keep stuff that moves. Right. But so, you know, so at any given time... I'm going to have between, mm, on average, between 110 to 130 choices to pick from. Wow. 
you're gonna be able so you're gonna find something that you can smoke mm-hmm. wow. you know and it's just one of those things where you know you open you're friendly to your customers they're friendly back and you know we keep late hours so like monday monday through wednesday we're not closing before midnight thursday and friday shit it is what it is we smoking and drinking until we're not smoking and drinking no more <laughs> it, might be, it might be one o'clock right two o'clock been there, you know, we didn't been in there on Thursday and Friday till four thirty in the morning. Man, you know, and the only day that we required to close is Saturday morning, actually Sunday morning at two a.m. Okay. So Saturday night going into Sunday. Right. You got to down at two a.m. But other than that, man, shit, we smoking and drinking until we done smoking and drinking. See, that's what I'm talking about, man. And I, I'm telling you, up here, and you already know how it goes up here in some of the spots. And I think part of the, one of the biggest draws is that you all can serve alcohol there. And, of course, in Illinois, it's, you know, it's you can't have drink alcohol and smoke it in the same area, although they're coming up with different ways to kind of uh, get around that. Tell me, how does that impact your business having a bar? Because I think that's crucial. Well, if, um, let, me, let me tell you something. For... The cigar culture, cigar smokers, they're going to go wherever they can get the sticks in a good environment. Right. So for me personally, having having liquor and having being able to have a full bar, it's, it's land gap. Mm-hmm. And when I say land gap, that's a term we down. That's a term we use down here. It's extra. Okay. And so if it now don't don't get me wrong, it's greatly appreciated, but. I can tell you out of, I've been open for about mm, going on going on 18 months, sticks have outsold liquor all but two months. Wow. And so, but the advantage of being able to provide liquor is amazing because mm-hmm. people tend, okay, so I'm going to give you an example. People want to smoke and drink at the same time, right? Right. But the sticks usually the vast majority of the time outsell liquor because people going to come in and buy two, three, five sticks. Right. And then they're going to have a drink or two. Right. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. With the average price of a stick being $10 and the average price of a drink being $10, and it, it's just simple math. We're talking about 30 to $50 on the sticks and we're talking about 10 to $20 on the drinks. Right. Yeah. That's funny you say that, man, because you know what? Now that you bring that up, I'm just thinking I was in Vegas uh, back in February, and I was at, at Caesars at the Monte Cristo there, and shit, the sticks, you know the markup on the sticks there are, are tremendous. So I, I bought a stick that was like $30. Matter of fact, I bought about three of them. So you're talking about $90 total, and then end up buying a drink, two drinks. So that drinks, you know, in Vegas, $20 a pop, standard. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so I ended up spending $100 on sticks. That was just day one. I ain't even talking about the other days I went. But, you know, just in one setting, I spent, you know, close to $150, $160, but more yeah. on the sticks. So that's a that's an interesting point. Um, now I, I'm going to tell you this, though, and, and I love to have a stick and a drink at the same time. I think that's that's a perfect combination. Um, I, I, I hope at some point Illinois gets beyond that, but I, I doubt that they ever move in that direction unless it's it's a major push and some major money behind it. Um, and But bar owners, cigar uh, bar owners are finding creative ways 
uh, to get around that. And and I know, if you know, Tobacco Plus now has a little bar area and they have a membership thing that you have to get into. And so uh, that's here in Matson, Illinois, for people who don't know. And you can go in there and um, you can smoke and then you can go on the other side and drink and play the, the lottery and all that kind of stuff. So we're coming up with creative ways. So that's cool. I, I and and. That's great, and I'm I'm happy, man. You found an opportunity um, in which you wanted to stay, you know, have fun because I think that's what the cigar culture is to me. It's a place, man, where I can go back and chill, you know, with with, with the with the fellas or or the, or the noobs or whoever, whatever uh, affinity group that you're a part of. It's always a great uh, thing to do. Um, talk to me about the the African American culture and cigars because. It seems like there's been an explosion towards that, and and if you as you know some of the cigar uh, groups that some of us we're a part of that on Facebook, um, talk to me about that culture. So the, yeah, the African American culture for cigars is outstanding right now. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous because you have like for example at my bar, you probably it's probably shifted now because. I got um, the other side that is, has, has found that it's just a place that you want to be. Right. But, you know, I'm probably, now I'm probably about 75, 25, where before I was probably about 95, 5. Right. But when I tell you the support that African-American people will give to African-American business owners is absolutely ridiculous because they want to be able to come and support their own. Mm-hmm. So it's like when I opened, it was like the the response was immediate. When I tell you it was immediate, I went live, and within by the time I had people pulling up before I was done with the live video, <laughs> and so yeah. it's just like, and then you go and we're we're real small town, but man. If you go to Houston, man, they got a group called the West Side Smokers. I got people that belong to that, and this this is a group that they get together. They like. Bro, they like 60 or 70 deep. Wow. But they get together and they do things, man. They do food drives. They do back-to-school giveaways. They do um, Christmas and Thanksgiving stuff. And, I mean, it's just it's an outpouring at the community because, let's be honest, if you smoking cigars and drinking, you make money. Yeah. So, like, just I'm just going to, and trust me, there are lots of other groups out there. I talk about the West Siders because I know a bunch of them. When I tell you these girls and guys are a solid group of people that give back whenever they can, it's, it, man, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, out in Beaumont, I slide over there every once in a while because they hang out in the spot there. And so whenever it's somebody's birthday, I make I make it my, you know, my point to get over there. Yeah. Because, you know, Beaumont, 50 miles away, and these people coming, you know, coming to Lake Charles, a month just to kick it in my shop. Wow. Oof. And, and I know that's got to be nice, man. I mean, you build, you're building that brand. That's an excellent point that, that you just brought up too, man. I mean, that 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 shows a lot uh, of what you and how you, you're spreading your brand across across that area. And, and you carved out a niche. And, I, and I'm happy to hear that support, man, because I've seen an explosion of it. I mean, it, you know, in these cigar bars, we're there. We're knee deep in there. And oh, yeah. I can't say that I've ever been in a cigar bar where I've gotten, I, I can't say anywhere, um, whether it's been white owned, black owned, that I've gotten any uh, bad treatment. I can't say that because the cigar culture is so laid back. 
Um, but I'm happy to see brothers in the business. Happy yeah. to see brothers getting paid off of things that we do and that we support. Yeah. It's about time that that happens. So um, I'm happy to hear that. And I'm happy to hear that you are exploding down there in that southern region, Lake Charles, man. So that's that's big ups to you. I want to um, ask you your favorite smoke, though, because I'm trying to get some tips. Because I, I, <laughs> I have all kind of different smokes. I mean, I'm... I, I, I'm really, to be honest with you, I'm really affectionate towards the uh, the 708s, and you know the 708s uh, here in Chicago, the 708 cigar, uh, the uh, barber poles and things like that. But what's your favorite smoke? Hawk, what do you smoke, and what would you suggest to others? All right, so like for right right now, I'm smoking one of my favorite sticks. It's been one of my favorite sticks that's just come out, even though they, they, they changed the blend once a while ago. It's, uh, it's called Nicarustica by Drew Estate. Okay. It's been around for a while now. It's probably been around like eight or nine years now. But it's like my one of my daily go-to smokes. And um, I'm a big fan of Drew Estate, period. So, you know, you know Maduro, Underground Maduro is another go-to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, you know, I'm going to tell you some slick shit that I've, that I've just come to notice over my years and years of smoking. Anything... That AJ Fernandez puts his hands on, okay. smoke it, smoke it. Anything he put his hands on, smoke it. So that that goes from that goes from a AJ Fernandez New World to a collaboration that AJ Fernandez might do with like Romeo and Julieta. I'm saying right. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Anything he put his hands on, blends are just phenomenal. Yeah. And, yeah. and as far as like my favorite sticks right now, Alec Bradley has one called the Gatekeeper. Gatekeeper is ridiculous. So put that on your list. And then I'm going to tell you some other shit that people really need. People starting to hear about it and it's starting to spread out. But you got to check out Sinestro Cigars. Sinestro. Sinestro. So the owner, his name is Coleman. Super cool cat, right? But they have a line of cigars that are ridiculous. So, so So a lot of people will know. Sinestro are the people that makes uh, Last Cowboy and Habana Vieja. Okay. And then they just came out, their latest release is Honor Among Thieves. Mm. If you don't, you get your hands on anything Sinestro, you will not be let down. I can tell you like that. Wow. See, I'm going to have to check. See, now you gave me a whole list. I'm going to make sure. I'm going to go back when the podcast, when we, I'm going to go back and, and listen to everything because I'm going to put those on my list. Uh, because I want to try a lot of different um, cigars, and I, and I do usually get out and, and, and indulge um, in the taste and the smoke of a lot of different cigars. Man, I appreciate that. To and, then, and then, real quick, when you want to, when you want to, you know, step it up, and you want something really nice, say for a birthday smoke or something, you got to try um, uh, Pappy Van Winkle. But it's not the traditional Pappy Van Winkle; it's the Pappy Van Winkle Family Reserve. Okay, so. The tobacco that they use for the Family Reserve stick actually is processed down the road a piece in Cumbent, Louisiana. Wow. Yeah, and so Drew Estate does a barn smoker there every year. And so we've been three years. Matter of fact, me and 15 of the people that are regulars at my shop went and shut the party down last year. Huh. And uh, got a whole bunch of recognition. But yeah, um, Happy Van Winkle Family Reserve Limitada. Any of those for a special occasion stick, that's what I would go to. Oh, wow. Hey, man, you tuned into the Smoking Section Podcast. I'm your host, your man, JT Live. I got the owner 
of Sticks on the Bayou in Lake Charles, Louisiana, John Hawkins Jr., Lil Hawk is what we call him. Hey, he's uh, he's been dropping some knowledge in the cigar game, and um, you know you should definitely check him out when you're down there and you're down in that area, um, because I I know. And one thing I you know what I used to love about you, John, when you was here, we go, we be at a spot, and then you there for a second, then boom, you on the move to the next spot, man. I used to love okay. that about you, because you didn't stay, and and it kept it, it kept things. Uh, real exciting because we was I think we was one place at one of the bars and then you was like look we rolling to the next spot and, that's right and I'm like damn I ain't used to that kind of party usually I'm just kind of like yeah I'm chilling I'm laid back she used like look let's roll and yeah. uh, I love that about you man when, when people when, when people when the owners show you love you gotta show them love so you know we start off the you know start off the day over there at Tobacco Plus with Romney and Zane you right. know kicking with them and then, you know, they, they shut down at 11, 12 o'clock on the weekends. Shit. Then, you know, we right on the way over there with with, with Ronnie and George Zorro. Right, right. They're they going to keep the party going. And then on, on those special occasions when the Dukes want to get together, you already know we're hitting that Waddle Lehman. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's just that's how it go down. And, and you know, you go to those places and, you know, it, it, I don't care where you are. If you smoke a cigar, you're spending money. And owners appreciate that. And owners, you know, they reciprocate the love to you. So you don't mind going from place to place. You go here, you spend $30. You go here, you spend $40. You go here, you spend $50. So, you know, they spend $150 for the night, but you didn't have a damn good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's, that's uh, and, I, and I think especially in these times, and I know that, it's stressful times, and I know that brothers and uh, I heard a few people talking. And brothers and, and noobs, as I as I will say, you know, brothers are like, man, I need to find a stick. I need to go somewhere. I need to get a stick, and uh, because that's the way that we can unwind. And and I know yesterday, man, I got a chance to kind of unwind. If you um, go to my IG page at J Silas Twenty, I got I had my stick, I had my drink. I'm sitting out with the fire pit rolled up. I'm by myself for the most part out there. You know what I'm saying? Just thinking and, and clearing the mindset and trying to think of, think of the next master plan of, of how to create and do something um, out there. But um, tell us about Sticks. And and I know right now you're closed, but this is going to be back open in a few. So tell us what you have upcoming, if you have anything uh, right now, and your address and your social media platforms. Okay, so um, real quick, we a couple weeks before all this hit, we had a black pot cook-off, and so, you know, people brought their black pots out, and, you know, we just cooked and smoked and drank all day. And, you know, that that's just what we do down here, man. So, I, you know, I had about, you know, 50, 60 people out that day. And, you know, um, we, we do these dope-ass day parties, man, called Sticks and Sundresses. We did two last year. We're doing two this year. We, uh, we're going to have to kind of change the dates because everything is getting pushed back a little bit. Uh, we do that, you know, anything, anything, it's funny because, you know, you have four or five, six people on a Wednesday and people start making calls before you know it, you got, you know, 15, 20 people in the spot. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. it's Wednesday, y'all. Yeah, but yeah, we smoking and drinking. Right. And so, you know, coming up, we got sticks and sundresses. Uh, that'll be part one for 2020. And then we'll do another one in the end. I'm, the noobs got another little hole in the wall just like mine but he got an outdoor pavilion so we're gonna do some like movie nights that type of thing with some classic movies and um no man we just we we get in where we fit in 
You know, yeah. people throw out good ideas, and we'd be like, yeah, shit, we're going to roll with it. That's right. what we're going to do. Right, yeah. And, and, and it, every single one has turned out to be successful. So that's how we, that's just how we're going to keep rocking it, man. Yeah. But uh, for, for Instagram, it's the whole name, at Sticks on the Bayou Cigar Bar. And um, on uh, Facebook, it's S-T-O-B. So okay. capital, all capital S-T-O-B. Okay, yeah, hey, I, and I and I know I I got to get you on the gram, but I know I definitely follow you on Facebook. I'm on your Facebook page. I've seen your live. Matter of fact, I saw the live when you first opened up. I was I was watching um, that one. Hey, listen, uh, get a chance, get down there, sticks on the Bayou, Lake Charles, Louisiana. How far are you from from Houston? Oh, I'm 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 118 miles from Houston. I'm close to Houston. Oh yeah, you close. You close. Let's I'm see. closer to Houston. I'm closer to Houston than I am New Orleans. Okay. So you know, it, it's funny because you know we when I do when I do something big, I got people that come from Houston, Beaumont, Rouge, Lafayette. You know they come out, man. They just come hunker down. Like, you know, like people come from Houston. A lot of times, what they'll do if we're gonna do something, we'll do like a, a Friday and Saturday. And man, they get rooms and they stay. And they don't go back to Sunday, right? Yeah, see, that's that's what I'm talking about. That's culture right there. And you created a, I mean, you created a following, which is which is excellent. And I, I know it's only going to grow, man. I know it's only going to get uh, bigger when it comes out. But hey, we appreciate you, I man. John Hawkins Jr., owner of Sticks on the Bayou, Lake Charles, Louisiana. Make sure you get down there. Make sure you follow his social media. And um, man. Get with him, John. Appreciate you, brother. You know nothing but love for you, man. Um, hey, it's 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 been one it's, since I met you. It's it's been a it's been nothing but positive. And I can't say uh, I can't say anything negative about this good brother. So you all make sure that you support. Life is about relationships, um, and it's about cultivating those relationships. So uh, people, you know, when you meet great people like this, you want to keep them as lifelong friends. And so, uh, Hawk, nothing but love for you, my brother. Yeah, I appreciate you, good brother. Nothing but love back at you, man. Keep doing what you're doing, uplifting and promoting uh, people as you should. No doubt, no doubt. All right, people, that's my man, host. Good job, big round of applause. Appreciate you, John. We'll be talking, my good brother. Absolutely, bro. All right. Hey, this is your man, JT Live, on the Smoker Section Podcast. And, uh, man, whew, we got music banging on our Oh, got to shut the music down. want to play a little bit, but they won't allow me to play it. Hey, listen, um, you tuned in to the Smoking Section Podcast. You can follow our Facebook page, The Smoking Section Podcast, on Facebook. Uh, we're also on Twitter, but we're getting our Twitter page kind of because they, they had another Smoking Section. So we're trying to get those that thing straightened out. So uh, we'll have that up very soon. Um, you can uh, make sure you like our show page right here uh, on Blog Talk Radio. Follow our show page. Also catch us on Stitcher Smart Radio, Apple iTunes, Google Music Play. You can download the Smoking Section Podcast. Again, that's the Smoking Section Podcast. So you make sure you hit us up. Uh, man, John laid out a lot of great, you know, he laid out a lot of great things in regards to the smoking industry, man. And I, I appreciate uh, him dropping some nuggets and some of them smokes, man. I'm gonna have to get some of those smokes. I'm gonna have to get some because see up here, I mean, you got the cigar bars. You have some some very good cigar bars, and and I I won't plug them at this particular time. Although we did talk about a couple of them, uh, John mentioned them. That's in the Chicago area, but um, I will. Uh, I'm always looking for a good smoke. 
Something that you can relax to. Something that you can sit back and say, you know what? This is the because I'm I'm really not a hard cigar smoker. I don't I can't do heavy because if I do heavy, I'm done. I'm saying I'm I mean I'm laid over. I'm bent over. I'm I'm at the point where I'm almost borderline throwing up because it's it's too much for me. And I, I remember one time my wife and I we went to the uh, to the islands in the Bahamas and uh, and it was it was crazy because we bought some Cubans, bought them back, and. I smoked one on the way to work, and I was working overnight this particular time. I took the cigar, and I smoked it on the way to work. When I pulled up and tried to park, my my head, my eyes were just like going crazy. It was ridiculous. I mean, I couldn't focus. I couldn't even. Then I'm trying to park, and parallel park, I'm getting in, man. I'm bumping the cars and stuff, and I was just out. And I went up to my job and my other coworkers up there. They was like, man, you all right? You high? I'm like, nah, man. I ain't had to smoke the Cuban. But it was really heavy, so I wasn't used to it. So um, finally, you know, I kind of learned how to smoke and what I could actually take um, in a cigar. I do love bar, but I do love seven hundred eight cigars here in Chicago area. That's that's just my favorite, one of my favorite smoke, the Barber Pole, uh, and and various other uh, you know smokes, Dominicans. And I think we went to Dominican Republic. My wife and I we went to one of the uh, cigar factories and uh, just had a great time. And and so if you indulge in a culture. It's a it's a great um, atmosphere. I'm really proud that African Americans are getting into some, and I'm proud of John that he owns his shop. And there are some other shops, uh, in particular in the Chicago area, that are African American owned. We need more of those. We do because we should support each other in the businesses uh, that we create. I, like I said, cigar bar. I've never white, black, or whoever owned a uh, 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 Asian or African, you know, Arabs or whatever. Have never been to a cigar bar where I've been treated nasty. That that just doesn't exist. I don't think I've never had. And so, if you have, you know, hopefully you go to a cigar spot where people respect you for who you are um, and what you do. So um, that's always a, a thing that you want to make sure that you get in the service that you pay for. You want to get the service that you pay for. You don't want something, man, that's just you know substandard. Especially if you're gonna sit in there uncomfortable and and not. Uh, like in the service, you can't feel comfortable singing in that kind of setting. So, um, big ups to to the African American owners that's in the cigar business, and hopefully, we get more black cigar creators, those people who are selling cigars, um, and pump that up, promote it. You know, get with the smoking section podcast, man. Hit me on IG uh, at jsalas20. We love to promote what it is that you're doing here on this format. There, there, are, there are a few affinity groups I know I'm a part of that's on Facebook. Um, smoke in the city. Um, I'm, I'm also a part of uh, Fat Ash, uh, which is a cigar um, uh, Facebook group, and there, there are numerous other groups on on social media, man. That 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 we can uh, we can partner with to help promote. And most of my African American dominated, which is cool because we we smoke. We definitely smoke. So it goes to that. Hey, listen. Um, next week's show, we're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna talk a little politics. I think we're gonna delve into it a little bit because still in the political season, even though we have this COVID stuff going on and it's kind of put the nation at a standstill, we still have some political things that we need to discuss here, and we need to make sure that because in the next seven months, you know, seven eight months, we can make a decision on who the new president is. If that's Donald Trump, if it's Joe Biden, whoever it is that that's in that thing, and how is the nation gonna recover? Because people really want to 
want to know. And I'm not going to even delve in and act like I know all the particulars as to what happened with the corona and when we got it. Okay, things happen. Now we're here to deal with it. But we want to talk about the, the political process and how does the African-American fit into that? That's that's very crucial. How do we fit into that? What's what's our uh, piece? You know, because we talk about unemployment and, and African-Americans being unemployed. Our biggest issue is joblessness. You know, with unemployment, I don't think that's really a huge issue for us. It's joblessness, job creations, job creations. And so being able to have those jobs out there for uh, for African-Americans in the first place. Where's the industry? You know, we we fit, we deal with unemployment because we just don't have no jobs. Not like we get laid off. And then, we, you know, we get laid off. A lot of times we the first to go. In fact, we are the first to go. Not a lot of times. We are the first. So, you know. Looking at that aspect of it and how do we um, uh, create more for ourselves like John and, and, you know, hey, that's an industry. So there are jobs being created there somewhere. Other black cigar shop owners and black uh, cigar creators, it's an industry. Somebody's working. And so um, we need more of that. Need more people to create. Um, things that are that are that are going on in in our society that that's going to help us. So not begging African Americans, we ain't got to beg nobody for anything. We shouldn't. We should be out here making and creating our own. Period. Point blank. Ain't no time to be asking for nothing. This is the time. If any time, this is the time to tell us that we need to create uh, like we used to create. Like we had the Black Wall Streets, and I'm not just talking about Tulsa, Oklahoma, but the Charlotte, North Carolinas. You know, the, the Bronzevilles in, in Chicago and in Harlem where things were black owned. We need to get that back because we need to keep our dollars within us. We need to be able to create our schools and our education for ourselves, our hospitals. We need to be able to have those things. We need to be able to have a supermarket. That's the baseline. And I, I always talk about this. The baseline is that we should have at least a supermarket we own that's African-American owned. Not any outsiders, nothing. I'm talking about all the way down to the land that it sits on. We need to have black empowerment. And so, and, and black empowerment for white people that's listening is not some radical racial group. Hell no. It's black empowerment 2020 and beyond. Black economics 2020 and beyond. That's what we should be on. Not the bullshit. You know, yeah, we got the rappers and the entertainers and all that. And that's cool. But we need to pool that goddamn money. And I'm not saying you, you do what you want to do with your money per se, but man, you should invest in the communities that you came out of and not have other people who don't look like you steer you in other directions to invest. You should invest. I mean, Magic at one time was investing in the community. Uh, you know, things have changed, but we need those entrepreneurs. We need those people to bring that back because, see, that's how we're going to grow. And we should be interested in how we grow as a as an ethnic group of people, as a black uh, society. I don't even like using community anymore as a black society because this we are a society. Black we and we need to look at each other in that way. We have a lot of stuff that that we need to take care of and we need to grow within our communities. And it's it, it goes without question. You can't tell me and I I'm not knocking any other groups. You take care of your business. That's cool. You taking care of yours. I'm not knocking what you do. But I'm I'm most definitely gonna look out for my people and and what it is that uh, that's going to help us move forward because we need it. Going to dilapidated schools, I'm I'm even questioning how many kids in in, in at least in Chicago public schools are out are getting e-learning. How many of them are doing that? 
How many of them are getting that education and this school year is just a wash? Totally. That would be that would be detrimental. Because you're talking about school ends in June. You're talking about kids have been out. It's going to be two months out of school. Plus, I think they had a school strike or it was a school where well, that was last year where they had the school strike. I'm talking about Chicago public schools since that's where we, we are located. So there's a lot of different things, man, that have to be looked at. And, and people have to kind of take heed to it. And hopefully uh, we kind of stand up for each other. For real. We stand up for each other and we make this thing happen as a group. This coronavirus, it affects everybody. It affects everybody. White, black, orange, green, whatever color you are. It affects everybody. This, at any time in our world, this is a time in which we need to come together as a human race. Not as individuals and not as different faction down groups. Once this is over, we just go back to regular living. This is a time we should say, you know what, man, this this on a global scale, this affected everybody. It affected everybody. So um, I don't like to be a Debbie Downer and look at all the negatives because it's the life. I think fear sometimes is used as a tool to control. So understand that fear is a tool used to control people. So, you know, when you hear in the news media, and that's why I mentioned the giant earlier, we're hearing all the negative, negative, negatives. What about the positives? The cases of when people are cured, you know, when they're saying, okay, such and such overcame the coronavirus. Uh, these amount of people are coming over. We're seeing these fewer and fewer cases of people coming in. That, I think, is happening. I don't think people are actually talking about that. It doesn't necessarily sell. And so that's what I would love to hear more of. Of course, here in the United States, the president pushed the uh the social distancing and the, and the CDC, all those things back April 30th. So we'll see after April 30th, at the end of this month, we'll see how, how we look on this whole scope, what we have accomplished and what have our doctors um, told us to do. But And so we'll see. But what I would encourage people to do and continue to do, practice social distancing. Don't be all up in people's face talking. Um, make sure you wash your hands for at least... 20 seconds. I like to count the AB. I like to say the ABCs. I sing the ABC song so that I make sure that I make I get it out and, and wash my hands thoroughly. That's a thing that you could do. Um, make sure you, you follow the, the, the CDC guidelines. You know, pay attention to that. I, I listen to that. Um, and if you're feeling sick, you know, go to the doctor. I don't care. If you feeling, if you feeling, you know, if you, you got a cough and you having some respiratory issues, go see the doctor. Do not waste time, not mess around, and insist that they see you. And I'm gonna tell y'all a little secret. Even if you have to fall out on the floor, act crazy, act like you're having a heart attack, whatever. Make sure that you get seen, whatever it takes. Because see, some people will dismiss you. I'm just saying. I'm just keeping it real. Some people will dismiss you. I've been to the hospital before. I've been through the whole nine yards. I've sat around and I've, I've had people who, uh, you know, who have kind of dismissed my illnesses. I had to act a fool. Act like I was having a heart attack. Fred Sanford's on there. Hey, hey, Elizabeth, I'm coming to join the honey. Right in the hospital. That's the only way you can see. The way you can get yourself taken care of. So, you know, I suggest you do that. And um, you guys have a wonderful uh, weekend. We're going to be back Tuesday. Uh, this Tuesday. Now we're going two days a week. Uh, every Tuesday. Thursday we'll be podcasting so make sure you check us out right here follow our show page right here on blog talk radio follow us on facebook the smoking section podcast uh you can follow me on instagram at jsilas20 hit me up um you want to just talk about what's going on in, in the society you want to get more information 
on the uh, sticks on the bayou, man. We want to thank our special guest, John Hawkins uh, Jr., who uh, Bill Hawkins, he's affectionately known. And, um, you know, make sure you check him out when you go down there. If you're down south somewhere, there's a great culture, man. I, I, I just, looking at the social media, man, you can see that it's a lot of great things going on um, with a cigar bar. But, again, much love to everybody out there. You be safe. It's your man, JT Live, on the Smoking Section Podcast.